Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. So grateful that you've joined us on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. So grateful for your support. Uh, for any questions, uh, uh, any help that you may ever need, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org and please go to our website, thehopeencounter.org or show up at a service on any Friday night at 1301 Brandon Road, Nicholasville, Kentucky for a free dinner at 5.30, service at 6.30. I want to talk to you today. Uh, It's a a prayer talk that I did earlier last year called, Where Were You When I Needed You? Where Were You When I Needed You? A lot of times when we have perspective about prayer, uh, we need to think about a couple of things. You see, there you can have a perspective, then there's always another perspective. And wisdom is always seeing things from God's perspective. And when it comes to the mystery of prayer, we got to have proper perspective. For example, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that's not only a salvation principle, but it's a prayer principle. And what Jesus is saying there is you have to establish a relationship with me before your prayers get answered by my Father in heaven. And then we have some incredible prayer promises in the Bible, like 1 John 5, 13 through 15, which says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, that's an incredible promise. Again, it's a salvation and a prayer promise all in the same, just like John 14, 6. And then he goes on to say, John goes on to say, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. I just want to say, what an incredible promise. What an incredible promise. Now listen, the key word there is I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. That's not just intellectual assent. To believe is to rely, to trust, to repent of your sins, turn from your sins, and totally rely on Jesus Christ to be your sufficiency for everything in this life and the next life to come and make him your all in all. That's what it means. That's what believe means. And I just want to ask you, if you're listening on the Encounter Radio Show, how many of you would like to know how you can have your prayers heard when they line up with the will of the Father and backed up with the full authority of the King and His kingdom. Well, I want to tell you today how you can do that by just by just establishing two things in your life. One, you live a radical, obedient life, obeying God's commands out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for you as your way of demonstrating to Jesus that you love Him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Gratitude and obedience are the natural overflow actions of our heart once we realize what Jesus did for us on the day of salvation. You see, if we we obey God at obligation, that's the law, and that that relies on self, and and, and all that is associated with is guilt, shame, regrets, guilt, and worry. We're going to talk about that later this week, but if you obey God out of gratitude, uh, at, at a because of what he's done for you, and 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 that's it. You see, that's grace. You'll be showered with grace, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Andrew Murray put it this way: He said, "Believer, abide in Christ, for there is the school of prayer, mighty, effectual, answer-bringing prayer. Abide in Him, and you shall learn what to so many is a mystery, that the secret to the prayer of faith is the life of faith, the life that abides in Christ alone." 
The second thing that I have to do is develop a radical prayer life with the goal of having the most intimate, loving relationship with my Father in Heaven, who loves me more than I could ever imagine. Last week, last week we had Larry Cochran on, on the radio, on the Encounter Radio program, and we talked about that the key to a successful prayer life is not getting hold of the answers, but getting hold of the one who provides the answers, and that is to grow my relationship with my Father in Heaven. You see, when I'm in Christ, in other words, when my heart and my motives are totally sold out for the King and His kingdom, and I live this radical life for Jesus, separated from the world, loving Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Word, and trust and believe the Scriptures, like 2 Corinthians 1.20, which says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through Him the Amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. I have to spend the rest of my life discovering the wonder and the mystery of, of prayer. Now to do that, I have to let the following scriptures define my life, like Colossians 4.2, which says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. You can't just pray every now and then, just pray when you get in trouble, or just pray when you need something. You just have to make prayer your ordinary, everyday life of you having conversation and communion with God, seeking not only the hand of the hand of God, but the face of God. See, that's relationship. The hand of God is the blessing of God. You need both. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. See, the opposite of that is to complain always, never pray, and be bitter in all circumstances, for that's the will of the devil for you. And the devil will do everything in his power to keep you from praying, and he's quite successful in doing so. I mean, there's a state of prayerlessness in our country, in our schools, in our nation, and in our churches. Most people are consumed with saying instead of praying. More, more people are going to the phone instead of going to the throne. And more people are concerned with watching what the world is doing instead of waiting and watching what heaven is doing. And I find myself doing this. And, and in keeping an eye on what's happening around the world, I find myself praying less. And whenever my prayer life slows down, guess what happens? Peace, power, and favor seem harder to experience. Then I find myself out of tune with what's going on in the kingdom. And then I lose a kingdom focus. And I lose kingdom wisdom and thinking because I'm operating now as a citizen of this world and not a citizen of heaven for who, that's who I am. That's my identity. I'm a kingdom representative. But I want to remind you today, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not of this world. You're a kingdom representative representing the kingdom of heaven. Now listen, I can tell you story after story how God has answered my prayers, Carolyn's prayers, and I, I share a lot of those stories here on the Encounter Radio Show. And, and when you experience so many miracles that God has done in your life, when, when God answers your prayers, there are going to be times when heaven's going to seem really, really close and your prayers are going to seem so powerful. And for every answer that is yes and amen to God be the glory, we should record them as a reminder of God's faithfulness and the fact that he always hears us when we pray. I want you to, don't want you to forget that. God always hears us when we pray. Remember, and, I, and you should always remember God's faithfulness and, and answer prayers in your life. I've recorded so many of them throughout the past two decades. But I want to tell you today that my prayer experience is not always like a UK basketball recruit, one and done and then off to greater things. My prayer requests get delayed. 
Some go without answers for years. Some are not yet. Some of my prayers have to get adjusted. Some take a little more than just praying. Some take prayer and fasting. Some prayers need a little bit more intensity and faith added to them. Some of my prayers need crying out. Some of my prayers need travailing prayer. Some of them need fervency. Some of them are garden prayers, praying prayers of gratitude and thanks for all the blessings around me. Some of them are garden of Gethsemane prayers where I'm agonizing and wrestling with God to take this cup from me, but nonetheless, thy will be done instead of my will and what I'm asking for. Some of my prayers need to reflect my trust in the king, my king, your king, and his kingdom, no matter how my prayers get answered. But trying to figure out how God answers prayers, why do some prayers get answered right away? Why do some get delayed? Why do some prayers take years before they get answered? Well, those are just some of the questions that are not going to get answered this side of heaven. I mean, there are memorial prayers that, that God stores up in bowls that we read about in the book of Revelation. And lately I've been praying, tip them, Lord, tip them, Lord. I know that they're stirring up in front of you as a sweet aroma. So what are, and that's a mystery of God that I can't fully understand. And what are the answers to all these mysteries and how God answers our prayers? Why does God heal someone and let someone else suffer? Well, again, I don't think we're going to get all the answers this side of heaven. But I tell you this, Bill Reeser is going down swinging and praying for the fences because you miss 100% of the shots that you never take. See, I'm going to pray no matter what, because I know he hears me. But here's where praying and trusting God in his word gets a little tricky. Did you ever pray something knowing it was the will of God? You know that you were praying something that was right in line with the will of God and you feel like God didn't answer that prayer. Did you feel like God said no and because of that you gave up praying? Well, friends, I want to confess to you today. Me too. Many times. Well, if we believe that what we know we have, what we ask, why does God seem to be distant at times when we pray? And make us wait before our prayers get answered. So I'm going to answer on this radio show and tomorrow and all this week. You know, why God delays in answering our prayers. And some of the things that we can learn in the waiting of why those prayers get delayed sometimes. Now, if any of you know me personally, I'm from New York City. I'm a person who doesn't like to wait. I'm not fond of waiting. I don't like waiting in any type of line. I don't like traffic jams, especially driving around in Lexington, Kentucky. I don't like when a light turns green and the car in front of me uh, is not going anywhere, doesn't realize the light turns green. Where, where, where I was raised, that mean, green means go. Green doesn't mean put on your makeup and, or just talk to someone on the telephone. Green means go. I don't like going to the grocery store to a 15-line item and the person in front of me has 25 items in their cart at the grocery store. Can't stand a slow computer. Can't stand to wait in a drive through line for a cup of coffee that's going to make me more impatient. I just don't like waiting. Listen, I, I'm going to share something personal, which I've never waited until my hands were fully dried in a men's restroom where they didn't have paper towels. They had these air dry, these hand air dryers. I mean, I don't have the patience to wait for a full cycle for my hands to be fully dry. And I know most of us, if you're listening to this Encounter Radio Show, we don't like to wait. And I don't know about you, but I have the tendency to pray that way. When I don't get the answers I want, I get frustrated at times. I've done this in the past. And I miss what God's doing and what he wants to teach me. And when Jesus taught us how to pray, there was one common theme found in most of his teachings on prayer. Do you know what that is other than praying with faith? It's the fact that God doesn't answer our prayers right away all the time. 
And because most of us don't understand why that is, we give up praying before the miracle happens. Well, I'm going to share a story with you uh, from Luke chapter 10, 38-42. It's a short story. It's the familiar story of Martha and Mary. Uh, we'll get to the beginning of it today. We'll, we'll, we'll conclude it tomorrow and maybe the next day. And it, go, it goes on to say this in verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. That's a key word if you're, if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now, there's some family dynamics going on over here. And uh, Martha uh, was really, really upset at her sister. And she's going to Jesus to fix the situation. Now, Jesus answers really firmly. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Did you catch the authority in that statement? Jesus basically puts an end to the conflict and by saying, Mary has chosen what is better. See, Mary is where we should all be. And I hope you'll tune in tomorrow as we pick up this story and we learn from this story uh, something about the posture of prayer. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.